Hey, Cody here. No sales pitch, nothing like that. You should already be sold on us. I'm just going to tell you what you're in store for today. Today, me and Cole are going to talk on, on a lighthearted subject of radio versus playlists. And as we discuss that, we'll delve into some other topics today. Uh, talk about how music is changing, has changed, how perspective is different throughout history. Pretty interesting topic, but that's the only one we really hit today. That and our Pop-Tart bracket, so hope you enjoy. Hey there, folks. This is Cole and Cody on episode seven. Yes, seven. <laughs> <laughs> a little mishap with the numbers the last couple of weeks because of the uh, replacement of episode three with the oldie, but it, it's worked out now, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it's worked out on paper because it sure hasn't worked out up top, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm still confused, but, you know, as long as one of us keeps up with it, then we should be okay, I think. Yeah, anyway, what'd you want to start off with? So, I'll first of all I'll just say that today's uh, Pop-Tart bit's going to be at the end of this episode, but we're about to start talking about some radio and how yes. podcasts, specifically KWC podcast, is 10 yes. times better than written there. <laughs> yes, it is uh, 10 times better. Now, that being said, my number on how good radio is, is is pretty low, so maybe that's not super great of a comparison, but yeah, you know. See, uh, but on the other hand, I really like radio. Like, there's something about it that's like one of those like old things that, you know, a lot of people don't really like to do, but I still like to do. Uh, it's kind of like it's it's kind of magical radio, you know, the joy of not actually knowing what's up next versus having a playlist where you know your 500 to a thousand songs, you listen to them all the time, they get old, you know. Radio, one you can find new music. Now, don't get me wrong, some radio stations do play the same song, i.e., pop was, stations, like I a was, billion times a day. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just the pop stations either. Like I, you know, back to an old favorite between the two of us. You know, we might, we may have given it a pass just because we liked it, but Q1063, they may have not played the same song over and over during the same day. Though I, would they did give play them that. the same music every weekend. They play. Oh, they play the same music every day. But it's like, classic rock. So you it's, can't like. It's not like you're you're making new music. I guess I don't know how where it starts transitioning. Well, as we get older, or I say as we get older, as, you know, time moves on, more music becomes classic. Because, like, there's a few times that, like, I've heard Nirvana on that station. And, like, you know, there's probably some and people who And Red Hot Chili are, Peppers. And Red Hot Chili Peppers that I know good and dang well. There's people from, like, our parents' generation or so who would sit there and go, like, wait, this isn't classic. Like, this isn't classic rock. Like, you know. Well, that was, that was the question I was just thinking in my head. I'm like, does classic rock... Is it a certain area, a certain time period of music, and does it stay that time period, and they come up with a new name for the new classic rock, you know? Mm -hmm. Or does it just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger to where it's like uh, 1960s and forever, basically? Because eventually the genre is going to get too big, so it has to split at some point. But where is it going to split? The 90s, probably? I don't know. I Probably because, like, you know, a, a huge, I say huge, 
But, like, there's a feeling that folks can get that there's no good music anymore. And that's probably because you're listening to the pop station, you ding-dong. Like, because there is good music out there, you just have to look for it. It's not just going to appear on the radio like it used to. Or, or like, how... It's not like it used to, but, like, I'm saying used to as a very personal experience. And that, like, I remember when I... When I was, like, discovering radio for myself and, like, being enthralled with it, like, I literally, you know, those little, the little headphones that we used to have for cutting grass or something like that, those are attuned to radio stations, and, you know, I was sitting there going, like, wow, like, I can listen to music whenever, and, like, I mean, like, I had a CD player, I had an iPod, you know, I had these things, but it was just, like, cool, like, this is, I think, maybe because it was wireless or something, I can't remember why I was so enthralled with it, but... I just remember that being a huge deal to me. And I remember the first time I heard um, Roundabout by Yes. And I quite literally, I, I went to Q1063.com to look at their recently played <laughs> list. That was dedication. Because like, I had to know what that song was because it was so That was before so cool. Shazam. <laughs> that was before Shazam. and Or like there was probably another thing that was going on at the same time that I just didn't know about. Oh, yeah. But, that's the only one I could think of, though. But it was before yeah. those apps were popular, before you could just be like, oh, what is this song? It was definitely before Snapchat. You had to go <laughs> online and type in, da 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 and then search through <laughs> a bunch of crap that is not, da 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 It's oh, more like, didn't you do that? Da, da. <laughs> there, was a, there was a Led Zeppelin song that you did that with. I have uh, done I, that for multiple songs, not just what, one. And it never what turns out What was good. it? Uh, I, I don't even know the name of it, to be honest, because Led Zeppelin likes to do that with their titles, but like... Oh, that was the, the one uh, where he's oh, run into oh, the corner. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, You that don't one. have to go. You know, that one. Like, you, I, I think either you and I did it jokingly. I can't remember exactly how serious we were. But literally Googled, quote, oh, 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 oh. I think it's Led Zeppelin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get very far, obviously. But it wasn't jokingly. I've done that within the past year searching for a song. Oh, my God. <laughs> it never turns out well. Yeah, no, I can't imagine it does. Um, and you know me, I'm also terrible with lyrics. <laughs> dude, you are easily the worst person with lyrics. I don't lyrics. know how I misinterpret them, but there's one that's like, uh, <laughs> the one where I kept thinking it was something, something, something loco. Oh, yes. So the song, uh, is it, hold on, is it I Believe in Miracles? The lyric yes, is, I, yes. I believe in miracles since you came along, you sexy thing. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Youth? What? What did you think it was? I again? think I always thought. It was I like, know what you thought it was, but <laughs> I always thought it was it. like, "Girls, you make me loco." <laughs> oh, girl, you make me loco. Yeah, something I like that. that. <laughs> and I remember you saying that, and like I could feel my like, oh, God, how old are we? Probably like twelve or thirteen. I could feel my brain ripping apart, going like, "How the <laughs> hell did you hear that?" <laughs> like, like I say that now, but like we both probably like have some sort of auditory processing you know there's something up i know i do at least that like i don't hear things that well and i'm not a hundred percent deaf so <laughs> so i can't i can't give you nearly as much flack as i used to about mishearing things i can uh, hear pretty good i just misinterpret all the words <laughs> yeah it's like sometimes words just get garbled up when you hear them you hear them i remember hearing them but there's a lot of times where like caitlin will say something while i'm walking away and then, like, I'll respond to it about, like, a minute or two later and, like, quite literally a minute or two later. And she's like, I thought you were ignoring me. I'm like, no, I think it finally caught up. 
Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, that's what you're saying. Sorry, I didn't realize that I was like, you know, I a lot of folks, especially at work, they'll just be talking and they're like, oh, you don't really talk too much. And I'm like, I don't really talk until I'm talked to. And that's not really like a, as a child, it was beaten into us that you speak when you're spoken. No, it literally wasn't that at all. But it's just like, I don't listen for conversations if I'm not participating in them. And one might call that like self-centered, but it's also like, I call it staying in your own lane. Like I, you know, it's, it's an easy way to stay out of trouble if you just don't pay attention to other conversations. That being said, when people are like, hey, hey, (laughs) hey. Hey, and then like get in front of you and go call for the love of God. I've been calling you. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening to be called for. Um, yeah, I will say like I I do like to make conversations with random people sometimes. Like that's when you meet the most interesting people. I remember one time I was just in the gym changing or whatever, and you normally you don't talk to people while you're changing no, in the gym that you don't know. That's you're. It's, it's. I think they made a show about it. It's called Naked and Afraid. Oh. Well. Um, <laughs> I was on that show apparently. No, uh, but I did talk to one guy, and he was like a army. Uh, how do you say it? Champlain, chaplain, chaplain. Do you know how to say that? What did you say? I, I I always said chaplain, but it's probably chaplain. We could look it up, but I'm bound and determined not to. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, uh, it's basically like a, a minister for the army, kind of. Or yeah, some uh, a religious uh, figure you can go to in yeah. active zones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is They're the cleric. Yeah, I've never met anyone before with that position. Now I've met two, but I've never met anyone before that. Uh, I've only like read in Catch Twenty Two about it, uh, mm-hmm. which you know obviously is not necessarily nonfiction. So I talked to him a little bit. It was it was interesting to say the least. But it's always yeah. interesting to talk to different people. Just to it's just interesting to get more perspectives on different aspects of life i guess but you know i agree with you in that sense but there's that part of me inside there's just like ugh, like <laughs> my drug dealers i'm like so how are your profits looking these days uh, how, how, what's it like what's what's it uh, tell me about you what's going on with you lately <laughs> but yeah so we do hold uh differing opinions with radio i mean not that i dislike the radio oh yeah, um, yeah let me list out my perch for radio so yeah go for it Radio, okay, you have to admit the not knowing what's coming up next is a pretty fun factor because if you're like, oh, I want to listen to this, boom. Yeah, you got to listen to your song you wanted to listen to, but you cannot tell me that the feeling of the song you really want to listen to just popping up on the radio, that's a better feeling than just putting it on your playlist and, like, listen to it. Mm-hmm. Also, like, having to, like, really dig and be like, oh, this station is just talking, this station is just talking, this one's playing music. And having to memorize, like, I only have six selections on my truck for radio stations. Yeah. So I have those filled up. And then I still have, like, two or three more memorized, usually by, like, how many ups and downs from one that I already have set. Of course. So, like, one, that's also kind of like an old-timey thing. Like, people in our generation, I would say, don't really memorize phone numbers. No, Lord. (laughs) No. Like, if someone Uh -uh. gave me a freaking phone number, like, if if I was, like, I don't know, like, if I was back in dating age and people's like, oh, here's my number and I'd be like, "What was that?" Cool. I've <laughs> I remember your area it. code. Yeah, I do have some people's numbers memorized, but like I haven't memorized a number since I got my cell phone. <laughs> I know my parents' phone number. I know my phone number. I know I might if I go and I try. I could probably get your home phone number. Wow, if I they're they're deep. two numbers apart. <laughs> Technically, we don't have a home phone anymore, so it doesn't matter. But oh no, I have to forget it. Like 
I might could if I workshop it. But again, like all these numbers that I do air quote remember are like home phone numbers. Like I think I know. I know your cell phone number. Dude, I don't know yours. I know ours are super close, and like I don't I know, know my own sisters. I don't know Caitlin's phone number. If you ask me, if you put a gun <laughs> to my head and was like, "What's Caitlin's phone number?" I would sit there and go, "I have no idea. Shoot me now!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember, the, I remember like uh, part of my fiance's numbers, but I don't remember it for sure. And same for my brothers. I do remember my mom's cell phone number, but I don't know mm-hmm. my dad's. Oh, I know my parents. Yeah, because they're literally one number apart. So they did that on purpose, and I thank them for that because otherwise I would not have gotten it. <laughs> so you have um, that aspect of the radio as well, though. Like, yeah, when you memorize stations, like it's kind of like that old timey aspect of like the generation before us. Like, I'll be like, oh, what radio stations do you listen to? And most people in our generation would be like, uh, what? I don't even listen to radio, much less memorize a station. I'm like, oh man, I can list off like five for the Atlanta area, five for the Millville area, five for the Raleigh area. <laughs> Okay, I'm not that good with the Raleigh area, but I am good with Millsville and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like I can sit there. I would argue that you know we still listen to we still listen to stations, but you know it's kind of the whole um, we are in an era of we get to search out what media we want to consume, as opposed to being. I think we talked about this with uh, television. Uh, Here is what back. you're given. Yeah, like, like you know, our folks and then their folks uh, before them, you know, oh, we only had three channels, and and like they say it with like a sense of pride. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I mean, that being said, if nothing was on, you went and did something else, I guess. But by yeah, all means, I can means, see your point. It's a parallel argument between the radio and TV. Because, for instance, like I used to do Pandora and pretty much exclusively Spotify. Yeah, I did Spotify because I really liked it. And, you know, you could still do the suggest music based off of this for me and all that stuff like that. So I did for a while, and then I started consuming podcasts through that as well. We'll get to that in a moment. Now I don't really do that, but I am I'm the person who goes like, yeah, I like Spotify. And, like, Caitlin is just like, I'm not a big fan of Spotify. And I'm sitting there like... But that's us. That's like our our generation thing. It's not not like you know what I mean. Like I feel Spotify like, can be annoying because they have a lot of songs that are not by the original artist. I'm like, what is this? That is really annoying. That Get happened out of with here, Spotify. Uh, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel for a little while, and I was like, what the hell's going on? Who is Simone and Garfield? <laughs> 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 I don't know, but I would like to hear that. But yeah, so it's like I like Pandora. It's really like I like making playlists because I didn't have a whole lot of data on my phone. So I want to still choose what music I listen to because like, yeah, you know, there is the fun about not knowing what song is coming next. I will go into a weird like I don't think it's a theory because how do you even prove this? But like I've been noticing an experience that I've been having with Pandora lately. And I do mean Pandora this time. But, like, I like making playlists because I like to have a general idea on what I'm going to listen to. Now, you do kind of run into that trap of, oh, I don't feel like listening to this song. Skip, 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 skip. Oh, my yeah. playlist is up. But I was also the person like mix, make mix CDs and stuff like that. So I did and, like doing that. And I will say playlists are, are better for more active people. Not like active as in physically. Oh, I'm going to go run a mile. But like uh, radio is kind of for lazy people because like, I remember when Lime LimeWire was a thing, I was way oh, too yikes. lazy to go through the five steps to download music illegally. Dude. And I was way too cheap to buy music legally. So like I just never had playlists. 
So I think, one, <laughs> if you did have playlists, you already put in a lot of effort. And two, if you had a playlist more than a thousand songs, it's like, wow, what do you do with your life? But I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, like I did do that, and it was work. And So I think that's where playlists come in. It's like, it can be good if you have a lot of, lot of songs. But then you mm. also get to where it's like, you every once in a while need to go back through them because like, oh, why do I still have Green Day on this playlist? I'm not in middle school or whatever. Hey, hey. not trying to bash anybody, but like uh, not necessarily <laughs> Green Day specifically, but any kind of person has like phases where they're like, oh man, ACDC is awesome. And then two years later, be like, you know, ACDC is kind of getting old when it plays every fifth song. Yeah. Like, or something, you know. Where I'm at, because like a lot of my fatigue with the radio especially happened when in college, but I worked in a restaurant that the only radio station we could get, because we were 20 miles away from civilization, and like, yeah, I know radio were a little bit longer than 20 miles, but in the mountains, quite literally, you could take a turn and you lose that radio station. So basically, I started to not listen to radio more often when I moved to Dahlonega for college, just because I was tired of, like, I hate the static. It's just, it bugs me so much. I don't think anybody really, like, intends to listen to the radio for the static but it's pleasing i do like white noise but when it's like you're listening to music at <laughs> like just kidding a volume <laughs> level of 24 and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> like i hate no. when it goes in and out where you know what i hate the most when you're listening to a good song and then another song just barges in there like it's not even necessarily <laughs> static and you're like all right and then like, it's really bad when both of those songs are good but they keep swapping back and forth and you're like i just pick one just pick one <laughs> yeah it's kind of like it's probably, I mean, it's it's kind of like buffering in a sense in that, like, okay, like, I selected this thing. Like, I would like to watch it or listen to it. Jesus. So, yeah, I stopped listening to the radio so much, and that is when I started using internet radio a little bit more often or just streaming sites in general because if you were the premium member, you could save it to your phone. I didn't really have a whole lot of data on my phone then. I still don't really have it now, but, like, it's easily quadrupled, quintupled almost because, like, I started off at, like, 300 megabytes of data when I had it like, or when I started out, so, like, not a lot. That's easily you could blow through that streaming in, uh like, less than a couple hours. So, like, I still, like, held on to my iPod and stuff like that just for driving around or anything like that and going to work and then i got a gig and i was like okay cool cool you know like i that's a lot more i could work with that's still really not streaming material which again like i could still save playlists i was never really asking to stream music while i'm driving around or anything like that i like on-demand stuff but i don't need it that i don't i don't need it now i don't need it that quickly (laughs) but i will um, say when you made the the cds for the road trip that was fun Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, like, because, like, when you get to, like, you were saying how um, playlists are for active people, not physical. I would actually say, like, physical people, yeah, because, like, you need to, because nothing really, like, I, I remember when I was the, the one time that I actually actively, like, went to the gym and stuff like that. The music was super important because it's a motivation level. I don't want to sit there and, like, start jogging and then, like, <sighs> What's a song I would not want to... Stranglehold. I wouldn't really want to listen to that by Ted Nugent while jogging or something like that. You know, a decent enough song by a really strange character, but it's not jogging material. Like, I would rather listen to... I'm going to reveal my bona fides, but like, I'd rather listen to Caramel Dancing or any other high-speed DDR-style music because like that keeps my heart rate up. That keeps me wanting to run. And in, in, like, anime intros, they're the best for running, in my opinion, because, like, 
half the characters are running in the intros anyway. So, you know, you kind of might as well do that, right? Uh, you just throw your arms back like Naruto and just run around. I'm being a little facetious, but it's like, and, and now I have like four gigs. So it's like, yeah, you know, I have all this, I guess, phone memory to do, uh, not even phone memory, but, you know, Data streaming. throw around. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like throwing data around, but like, I still don't do it because that's not what I did when, air quote, I was younger. So I like having playlists. I had like having them. But when I was working at the restaurant in the mountains, we only listened to basic. It was the river, you know, ninety-seven point one, the the river. That's and a pretty good station. It's a pretty good station. I'll give it. Was well, that, that the one every, English Nick? Yeah, English yeah. Nick and like all this other folk. The what is her name? Kate, Katie or something. She'll do the. Uh, apparently, I've been interviewing rock stars yeah. for ages. Stuff like that. You know. Good station. I can't knock it, but every day the same music. And it's just like when I worked there, like I was part time working 60 hours a week for a summer and every day and you hear the same music every day, you start forgetting what day it is. And in a working environment, that's a little tough on the brain. So I very much was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. And like it is. Like, it did help that, like, I had listened to that kind of stuff, you know, growing up. Or I say growing up, but, like, in high school and stuff like that. Because I would sit there and, like, oh, hell yeah, it's Eruption. You know, like, right before You Really Got Me or something like that. Van Halen. And, like, some of my older coworkers were like, oh, you know the song? Like, <laughs> you're, you're just a wee baby. And I'm like, well, I mean, I did listen to this growing up. Like, you know, or not really growing up again, but in high school. And, like, really liking Yes and stuff like that. So it did give me some, like, props with the kitchen, but... Got you at the, the ladies. S- like, uh, yeah, not really, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Props it, from the 40-year-old kitchen cook. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like, it gave me that, but there's a lot of snobbery that comes with listening to older music and not listening to the new stuff. All the new stuff's crap, you know? And it's like, it's really not, though, because, like, one of my... Like, a lot of people are like, what's your favorite band? And, like, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever. I've been going to them pretty quickly. But, like, one of my favorite bands is, like, a band that's pretty new or, or like, within the past 10 years. And I don't know if a whole lot of people can say that without it being, like, a pop star or something like that. It's just, like, if you like the music and you find out what you like, like, Pandora is a lifesaver in this sense because you're still listening to a channel. You still don't really know what's coming up. You still can start predicting what's going to come up just based off of oh yeah whatever. <laughs> so I like that level of it's kind of a hybrid between radio and a selection thing. It's like I want to vaguely listen to music that is in this genre, please. And like you still get the radio commercials and stuff like that. Like but those are Which, terrible. Even worse radio commercials, I would say, on Pandora. I mean, they're not great in real life either. Like in, I like uh, the local ones because they're so cheesy. <laughs> Come oh, on man. down to Johnny's Tires or, or whatever. And you're just like, <laughs> nobody wants to buy tires. Calm down. Like, <laughs> you only buy tires when you need them, not because And you I'm just going to pick whatever tire place is nearby. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have a tire. I need to drive. Like, <laughs> uh, No, but, but uh, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. And I will say I have a lot more pride in being able to like, oh, man, I got to find a radio station or like I memorize I'm loyal to all these radio stations than I do in the TV aspect because TV, I don't really watch as much TV. But it, I am prideful yeah. about the radio aspect and I'm not sure why. Um, also, I will say that, uh, you know. Hold on, the- are you telling me that video didn't kill the radio star? <laughs> no. 
I probably listen to radio more than I watch TV because I listen to the radio like everywhere I drive, you mm-hmm. know? So, I, yeah, I would definitely say I put in more hours into radio than I do TV. <laughs> Maybe I'm at the minority. I'm sure I am. But I don't know. It's just kind of fun. And then, like, for me, with radio, it is easy to switch different genres. Like, yeah, it's easy on Pandora, too. But there's no hands rule in Georgia now. Can't mess with uh, your phone. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got a whole extra day I'm <laughs> in my rights, okay? <laughs> like, no, but it, it is easier to keep your eyes on the road and just click through your little stations. And, like, yeah, I will say, your stations do get old. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe they're playing uh, the Renegades, X-Ambassador, for, like, the fifth time. Today. Oh, my God, that yeah. song. But I, that is a better new uh, new alternative song, I will I say. I could, when you hear, okay, when <laughs> I looked, worked at Lucky Brand, that song played constantly, and I just, oh, my God. that it, I forgot how that song Or Jump by Van Halen, if you listen to classic <laughs> rock, right? <laughs> yeah, Jump. Jesus. I remember, like, we <laughs> would stay up and just, like, Jump would be playing. Like, for some reason, that was being, playing at, like, 3 in the morning, and we're like, <laughs> Jump! But, yeah, there's just some songs that kind of tap into that i've heard the song way too many times yeah and renegades is definitely one of mine it's just like like so mad so so radio does have its fault but i will say when i get tired of a genre or a station i just switch to another station so i'm I'm not a huge fan of country but every once in a while i do like to listen to country Mm -hmm. it's a nice break from classic rock and alternative rock every once in a while i listen to pop yeah but, you know, my go-tos are definitely a classic and alternative, but then radio gives you that option where you can listen to country. Sometimes I actually really enjoy finding the Hispanic stations that only speak in Spanish Dude, and listening I, to that music. And it's really, I really like to. There was a station out of Gainesville that I found when I was, um, when I first moved up here. It was like 103 something. And I genuinely enjoyed it so much. There was one song on there that I really liked, but guess how? Guess what song I never found because I couldn't look it up. I knew it had to do something with stars because they said Estrellas in it. And it was such a genuinely enjoyable song. And yeah, like, oh man, I couldn't tell you how it went, but I genuinely enjoyed listening to that radio station because I was like, this is different. This I've never listened to... I. Like, I had it's kind of nice listening to music. They like one, you don't even really know what they're saying. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you can hear them speaking, but you're just like, huh? I wonder what the song's about. Yeah, probably about like I, I feel like a lot of like a lot of the Spanish music I hear on the radios sound like very like kind of like oh my lover blah blah blah. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like when you find out certain words, you then hear them a lot. Because like when I was going through the Arabic program in school. Um, you know, like Habibi, you know, like that's Habibi, yeah, that's like my love, yeah, or it's just like my love, my friend, you know, like it, it, it's kind of just a generally friendly word, and so like when we listen to music, it's like man, it's everywhere, yeah, well, people say Habibi a lot, but like <laughs> you know, in English music, we say baby a lot, so we can't say much, like we're not really like hello, my baby, hello, I don't know, actually, that is a song, you know, but. It's also a good point to note, like, there's a lot of American songs where, like, I just really like them, and I would say, there's probably a lot of people in this boat, but they just really like the song, but they don't really know what it's talking about. Like, I, I've listened to a lot of songs where later people will be like, you know what that song's about? And I'm like, not really. And then they tell me, I'm like, oh, that's a different meaning. Yeah, like, I used to really like... I was bopping really my head like, along to it. <laughs> like, I used to really, really like... 
Billy Idol. Billy Idol, I really liked uh, his music. And, like, I can't really go back and listen to it without that sense of irony and just, like, man, remember when I used to like this? Because, uh, like, I really don't know why I liked him so much, to be honest. Like, not that it's bad. It's just, like, you know, tastes change over time. And sometimes they change a lot over I time. I like Billy Idol. I like uh, Space Oddity. That one's good. That's, woof. Wait a minute. <laughs> Is that not, no, that's not Billy Idol. My bad. David Bowie, buddy. My bad. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's fair. That's fair. You that's who one. I was thinking of when he said his name. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> tall, skinny, white, really blonde hair. Or, well, I can't say David Bowie always had blonde hair. But, you know, like, the general. They have, I mean, if you're just glancing, yeah, I could see that. But music stylings alone, very different. But, yeah, Billy Idol, I used to really like allegedly dancing. Uh, dancing with myself is about masturbation, which I can't really knock. I mean, sure, I don't care too much, but, like, I'm saying stuff like, like that when you just you, you think you like a song like, and then you're like, oh, that's kind of weird now. Like, it doesn't really change it too much. Now, like, there's Rock the Cradle of Love, and it's like neat dating underage women or dating women who are much too young for you. It's like when you start, especially like what really turned me off to a lot of classic rock is just like I don't love a whole lot of the subject material in it anymore. And, like, that's not to say that we can't enjoy media for what it, like, the context that it used to be in, in that, like, you know, there's a lot of problematic stuff in Looney Tunes cartoons, but even them, they've gone up and, like, you know, these were made in a different time, and, you know, we we can only, like, view these in the lens of this. Just keep in mind, this is not an opinion that is held by, you know, Looney Tunes brand now. You know, they, they kind of covered their rear about it, uh, but still there's just like a level of like i don't know if i can be okay with some of the stuff that like folks talk about back then music wise subject wise and it's usually about dating younger women and it's just like really skeevy to me but whatever i mean you can find that in any genre though it's not I just mean, classic yeah, it's rock still, or, it's a lot of people really blame you know rap for having harsh subjects but i mean you can find that in pretty much any any genre yeah, like, folks who tend to blame a subject for talking about something kind of forget what the genre was. They're blinded to like, their own personal preference of genres. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, a lot of folks, like, really don't like rap because of... I mean, I can't say I'm going to be a panel expert on rap. I'm really not. Uh, but it's like, I started listening to Biggie Smalls for a little while, and I was like, okay, I actually do enjoy this. Because, like, once you kind of... You know, and and I'm sure there's a lot of folks who are like, oh, you don't listen to country, but you don't get it. And it's like, yeah, to some extent. Yeah, and you know, usually the response is, what is there to get? Oh, which is a real like a really hassle way to go about it. But you know, when you don't understand the message that the music is trying to present, if there is a message, which usually like a genre does have a message in general. Yeah. Pop, like pop, being about wanting to have a good time, have like. Party and like a lot of people like not uh, all music now is just about wanting to have a good time. Music has its purposes. I'm not gonna listen to Pink Floyd at a dance party. I'm sorry. In high school, I have to call <laughs> high school call out. Nobody in their right mind is gonna play Dark Side of the Freaking Moon at prom, even though I wanted them to. <laughs> like because like that's not good dance music. It's good like sitting around and getting stone music. That's not what I did while I listened to it because I was too uh, uh, too much of a weenie. But, like, 
you know, it's music to sit around and think about stuff or, very, or not necessarily think about stuff, but just like pretend that you're an intellectual. And it's good. I still enjoy Dark Side of the Moon. Don't get me wrong. I did see Roger Waters in concert. And that was a really pretty cool concert. But it was like music has its purposes. Yeah, everybody listens to it different is a genres tool. for their own purpose. Like, uh, I would say rap music is uh, it's pretty good for dancing. It's pretty good for uh, maybe like working out or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets you pumped and motivated, whatever. That For me personally, other people probably listen to it for other reasons. Country yeah. music's kind of just like relaxing, like, oh, I just want some Alan Jackson on the radio or whatever. There was, and a lot uh, of people like will will bash on country music, be like, oh, it's just pandering. I'm like, well, what do you think all the other genres do? They all now, pander. <laughs> now, it's yeah. funny that you bring up the pandering thing. Country music, there was something I read on the internet uh, the other day that I think I haven't really been able to stop thinking about it. You know, because most people like old country, right? Like, I like old country. Oh, like Hank like, Williams Singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or which Hank Williams do you like? That determines like how old school you are. Cause like I had a Johnny Cash Pandora station and I really enjoyed it. And like it did over time turn into an Irish pub music station because I did also enjoy that. But country music as a whole changed. Uh, the theory is uh, that country music changed after 9-11. So country music, I, I can't take claim for this. I read about this and I have been enthralled with it that country music changed after 9-11 and not for the better. And it's because country music as a whole, the music that we tend to listen to or the music that came out, like, I guess, post-Vietnam, like, there's been protest music for a while. I mean, like, for a while, a while. Protest music has existed in the throughout the years, and protest music has changed over the years as, as well. So, like, we have, like, we have CCR. We had, like, uh, musicians protesting in the Vietnam War and stuff like that. And, you know, as and it would keep going further and further in that, like, you know, punk music started coming out and then, you know, rap music and and country music as well was forming into like outlaw country in in which is this is what I will call country music from here on out. Uh, The country music that like we know of it as in like Johnny Cash and all, all that such is like outlaw music in which talks a lot about, you know, jail getting in trouble stuff like that doing stuff like illegal stuff and it's like that was country music then but after and like it kind of changed over time but it's still like all in all country music was still about like yeah i mean even uh even lightened up and it's like oh yeah we're doing a little bit wrong but we're all all right kind of i mean yeah we, we got we you know we laid rubber on the georgia asphalt we got a little crazy but we never got caught like literally <laughs> alan jackson <laughs> And yeah. it's, you know, still talking about, like, doing not necessarily shady stuff, but just, like, you know, some good old southern boy fun, whatever. You know, like, it's the mythos of the good old boy. Like, after 9-11 happened, country music just kind of took a shift. And it, I think Travis Tritt, I do want to get this one right, so I will look it up. Uh, I've, no, I will say I have heard a lot of people refer to modern country as like pop country. It's just a lot more like pop. It's you know? it's stadium country essentially. Like it, you know, okay. I don't know if it's Travis Tritt because it's not coming up immediately. But there was a song you probably know of it. I can't remember the name of it, but it goes a little something like "We'll put a boot in your ass." It's the American way. Oh yeah, that song yeah. changed country music in the sense that you know. And that being said, popular country music. Because I am the one saying, you know, like, music is not good anymore. And then I'm like, you're wrong. You just have to look for it. I haven't looked for, air quote, good country music. But a lot of country music that gets played is along the lines of, like, for some reason, boot licking in terms of, like, and I'm not using boot just because I said the word boot. 
but it's like the the song that was very pro invasion which you know like we're pretty used to anti-war songs but pro-war songs like it was a reaction and like yeah the the mentality was yes you know 9-11 happened we are apparently mad about that so sure this justifies an invasion it didn't help that the there was a bunch of folks that did you know speak out like hey maybe we shouldn't decide to just go balls deep into this country i mean set of countries and just be mad about it and just take it out on folks that may not have done it you know like the dixie chicks came out against the bush administration while they were still like at the height of their career and all they said you know basically it was like we don't really agree with the way like they were on tour in germany i believe and they just came out and like we don't agree really agree with the way that we're handling things in the middle east and they were black labeled from continuing their careers as musicians which you know there's not a whole lot of coming back from after that happens and that sort of killed their careers like i can't say that they were doing much afterwards like i haven't really kept up with them but the dixie chicks yeah the dixie chicks like they i actually saw them one time really like yeah i was at the perry fair they played before blake shelton they're okay but i I didn't really know them before anyway so i didn't really get excited they (laughs) essentially like no longer were they like the golden girls of country essentially like they just kind of like and there are a lot of folks who not to cast aspersion or anything like that but like folks who tend to lean red tend to like country so it's when the folks that you like to listen to speak out against your politics you tend what i'm saying is that they were pretty much were uh regarded with bared teeth and yeah i mean i will say a lot of people who listen to country are probably live in rural areas of the country mm-hmm. and typically i would say a higher percentage of people in rural areas probably serve in the military than people in the cities like a per capita basis yeah and it's like so there, there's probably more people who are more nationalistic and supporting of the war mm-hmm. yeah who listen to country music i would say it's all kind of speculation though yeah it uh, and we also do have to keep in mind that like the military does serve as an opportunity to folks who don't really have any other opportunities which kind of also leans toward inner city kids so like i would also argue that the military can be equally and oppositely made up of folks now that being said the military is i don't know the numbers as of recently but at one point was mostly made up of folks from the south therefore rural so you are right in that sense but after that i don't remember a whole lot of country music coming out that was kind of like in favor of anti-establishment and not that good music has to be anti-establishment but one might say that the political spectrum in the past 15 18 years has been kind of wonky just in general with just how long we've been in the middle east and like i don't really want to say much more than that but like i yeah. i feel like that's not a, that's not a subversive opinion and like yeah we were kind of like sensitive from the attacks and such but like at the same time folks should be able to say their piece and not get their careers revoked now that being said i will yeah. say that folks can say their piece to an extent because uh, there's been a handful of folks in the gaming community that have been saying their piece and i'm like kill their career i don't care uh perish <laughs> so to speak you know pewdiepie's little accident a couple of years ago and then also folks such as like Nick Robinson, uh, which you might not have really known too much, but um, there's been some folks who were either big reviewers or anything like that who 
have been really creepy towards their fans, and is that's not okay. Um, I think that does kind of lean away from the opinion aspect and how you act as a person. Those are two different things. Therefore, if you are yeah, if you're a creepy people, person, get out of your career. I'm sorry, but at the same say, generally time, people have two different personas: their show persona and then their real persona, which are typically different. And their real personas can be kind of weird and creepy. Like that's all celebrities. I feel like. Yeah, I think so, Because they're too. just people, you know? People like to hold them on a higher shelf and be like, oh, no, these people don't do anything wrong. But they definitely do, you know? Yeah, it's like there's a they're little the while guys, where Jim Carrey was hangs out creepy. by the Yeah, and, like, that's, that's when could I'm, like... Could be the same guy. Not necessarily is. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this is a situation where I will go ahead and highlight my bias in which I feel completely in the right. Like, if you if your opinion is that you can date people younger than you and that's apparently okay no sorry uh-uh no 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 that is literally where i draw that people line. way younger than you. way younger than you like not even, just younger than you <laughs> yeah like it's one thing if they're like i guess above 30 is when i start stop caring about it as much but even then if the number is like way younger then i'm still like i don't know about that dog um, you're telling me you have problems with like you have near people <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> but that being said, he's such a sweet old man. <laughs> he sure didn't make that his persona. Um, if if he has problems with it, which I know that he is sadly deceased, if he had a problem with his persona, he could he has had plenty of time to address it because the boy was a little old. But yeah, so like, and and that that is where pop country has kind of come about. In that, like, once it became clear that the establishment bites back when it comes to what you say musically, it's kind of like you do have to pander to your audience and folks are like complaining about the pandering, but like there wasn't a very good example made or there, I would say there, there was an example made out of the folks that didn't pander that did speak out against their audience. And like they lost a good portion of their popularity as a result. And I think that if you want people to not pander, if you do want outlaw country, you do have to be okay. Like Willie Nelson is probably the most open marijuana enthusiast that I know of off the top of my head. Okay, other than Snoop Dogg, I do have to say that. But well, in not... that sense, he doesn't pander because I would say a lot of the, especially the older generations who listen to country music, probably don't support weed necessarily. And yeah, and then like Johnny Cash wasn't necessarily the most clean cut fella. Not to say like it's kind of the whole gangster versus gangster thing in which you know like for some reason people are okay with like yeah see like that kind of gangster but aren't okay with like inner city style gangster and it's like yeah because they are a little different but like at the same time they're still committing crimes to they're also protecting their neighborhoods and or like they were made with the intention of protecting their their neighborhoods there's an inherent like double standard in the sense of like oh well those gangsters are cool these aren't and one might say, well, it's the dress code that puts them apart. But I would argue that's inherently classist. But that being said, you know, we can't sit there and want outlaw country if you're going to froth at the mouth about their opinions. Like, that's the whole point. It's like, you know, I really do like these punk bands, but I don't like how subversive they are. And it's like, you <laughs> might need to find a new genre of music to listen to then. You know, it's kind of like that double standard, and I think that that is kind of a thing. I think that's why country music as a whole in the past, you know, 10, 15 years or so has been largely kind of just 
garbage. And it's because like what we may have liked and like what we like out of the genre is not being represented on a large scale because I could be pleasantly wrong about like there is somebody out there who's still like... Uh, I like some of the new country music. Some of it, but I will say a lot of it has a poppier feel to it. Yeah, it's and a like, safer. It's a safer feel. They're not trying to to go over the boundaries and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like again, like I kind of immediately go like, well, well, then what's the point? Like, because music as an art, and art is intended to make people question things or make people think about things, uh, especially if it's performative or provocative or we don't like what administrations are doing i'm gonna say current administration but this can be like the current administration from 2000 it can be the current one now it can be what you want to make of it and you know music does have a purpose music does have a tool music or music has a purpose music has a job music is a tool pop country pandering country stadium country yeah it's about partying it is about having a good time so i can't like give current pop a pass and not give current country a pass in that sense because that's not fair but yeah like, i was gonna say it's like got the same purpose of, as pop it's just uh, the same reasons why i'm tired of pop is the same reason why i'm tired of current you don't country. like music that doesn't have any real substance to it it's just like oh yeah here's a good beat you can bob your head to and listen to and have a good time yeah and like that's you want something with a little bit more is. meaning yeah but it's like, you do have to remember these are all they're media they're consumer led so like you have to pander in mm-hmm. in any form of arts whether it's tv whether it's music whatever you have to pander to your audience because your audience determines whether or not you make a buck <laughs> yeah like that's something so, to say all of them pander it's i guess some do seem like they pander a little more than others to me it seems like pop and the newer countries do pander more than say uh well it's hard to compare it to classic rock because it was pandering to a different generation so it doesn't pander to us anymore but <laughs> yeah it is a little harder to make that distinction so, but, but if you think about it, ccr pandered to people who were against war which was a popular statement at that time it was yeah it's like <laughs> that is the thing it, it's you know that was a popular statement at the time not that it did a whole lot of good but it because they're bound and determined to stay in that in in, in vietnam so it's like you can have that message, but if it gets accepted, that's a different story. Uh, or if it gets picked up, that's a different story. So it's like, you know, I don't know what that means in terms of like, it, will it, um, I don't know what that means, the Cole Aster story. I don't know if country will continue to do this or if, because like, naturally, if you don't like something, be the change you want to be in the world. I'm not about to go write Outlaw Country again. I don't think I have the, the bona fides to do that. But that being said, like, I guess that's where I'm coming from is like, I don't really like the idea that a whole culture changed because somebody came down and slapped them on the wrist. I don't like the context of that. You know what I mean? Uh, It really gives me the heebie-jeebies. And yeah, that's, I guess that's what I have to say about that. It is an idea that like, I can't say it's a new idea. It's still like a theory that like, I'm still processing. I'm still in that first week of me hearing about it. So I'm still like chewing on it a little bit. So I don't really, naturally my first assumption or my first go-to opinion is like, whoa, that's a good point. Uh, But I haven't further thought about it from there. Yeah, maybe we'll loop around back to this topic later. But yeah, from my point of view, I think that like all music has been pandering for the last, since music has come out, you know? Yeah. It's just you don't see you don't see classic rock or CCRs pandering because that was a different field during that generation. People were anti-war back in Vietnam. People are not nece- were not necessarily anti-war in the two thousands. You know, yeah. So you don't see it as pandering, but CCR could have made one anti-war song and been done and made their point. But they made a lot of anti-war songs. And, I mean, <laughs> a know? lot of people did, and then also not to mention like the writers 
uh, not just write, but like article writing and then movies and stuff like that. Like Apocalypse Now is not necessarily like a pro war movie. <laughs> so, but like you know, some messages are lost. But it's it's like I mean, sure, those people maybe might have we actually. I mean, sure, they've probably actually felt that way. They were probably anti-war, but at the same time, they didn't mind making a buck off of it. It's not like they weren't. The CCR wasn't giving out their their royalties and being mm-hmm. like, oh no, we don't want any royalties for this. They were still accepting royalties. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure that was the thing. Is like it wasn't like a wholly humanitarian. Uh, uh, they weren't message. making a crusade or anything. It wasn't. Yeah, but it definitely was like I have a hard time accepting things that are pro-war, and and not not to say that I'm anti-war. Sometimes you do need to do stuff to get stuff done. But we were already like, and yes, our reasons for being in the Middle East have changed over the past thirty, almost forty years. It feels like, but. At the same time, it's like that's a song that I guess folks needed in terms of like the healing process, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, can we not now? Can we like, yes, if we leave, power vacuum, blah, blah, blah. Like we pulled out of Syria or like we were pulling out of Syria and look what happened. And then it's like, okay, yes. But after uh, so many years, and again, like we're pretty late to listening to this message, but like how how many times have we got to hear this? And like, again, like not to say that pro-war music has continued to be popular it's just more of like it's kind of like a lot of the arguments against rap even is that like music as a whole is losing meaning or like popular music is losing meaning in that either it's just tone deaf in that like you know there's a bunch of uh, uh well yeah i'll say i mean there's there's music in every genre that lacks substance like in rap there's like a song by taiga called pass me the hookah it's like okay that has a lot of substance you know mm. <laughs> or you know Tyler uh, Taylor Swift it's about a breakup sure that has some substance but whatever every every genre yeah has some artists with little to no substance I'm not saying Taylor Swift has little to no substance she was just like the first one that kind of popped into my mind yeah she has more substance than others uh but I don't know I, I think I think we beat this horse I think so too yeah dead. <laughs> yeah so we can jump on I don't know should we do the pop tarts or should we jump on I got another topic on sleeping habits I think considering at, as far as we've went with this topic, we could pro- like sleeping habits, I think could be a pretty long topic. Maybe we should say that for the next one. Yeah, we could do that. We can jump to pop tarts. Uh, I will. I do have some products I can talk about mm-hmm. a few. So one of them is there is a, so nature Valley notorious for like being super hard, crunchy granola bars. Right? Yes, definitely. Like, there has been videos of people playing hack'em smack, hacky sack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nature Valley bars, right? We called hacky sack hack'em smack. That's not, that wasn't a flub. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, they're known Yeah, for they're being notoriously tough. hard, and they honestly were terrible. So, like, I honestly Hey, the oats never... and honey ones are pretty good. Honey and oats is terrible. It's way too dry and crunchy. Oh, my God. I avoided them for the longest time. <laughs> But I recently went back to them. You have their regular ones, which mm-hmm. I still don't really like. So I'm not putting those out there. But I will say they have a Nature Valley protein line, which I do like. They have one specifically, peanut butter and dark chocolate, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the best tasting granola bars. Like I can eat it every day with lunch and not get tired of it. Also, if you look at the the back, now this isn't all the nutrition facts. Uh, the protein bar from nature valley is 190 calories and 10 grams of protein right Mm -hmm. they're regular or one of their other ones i think it's like a fruit one i'm not really sure but it looks like their regular one i just glanced at it it's only got two grams of protein and 140 calories still 
So it's like pretty close. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to compare it to Cliff Bars, which are like almost twice the price of these Nature Valley proteins. Yeah, definitely. One bad side to Cliff Bars. I mean, I've had them. They're pretty good, but they're expensive. Yeah. Those are only 10 grams of protein, but it's 260 calories. Jeez. So it's another 70 calories than the Nature Valley protein ones. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the one bad thing about the Nature Valley proteins is that 110 of those calories are from fat. Whereas the regular Nature Valley is only 35, and then the Cliff Bar is only 50. So yeah. you do have a lot of calories from fat. But, but I would argue that fat is not always a negative. Yeah, fat's got this bad connotation, but it, it, you do need fat in your diet. Like, and uh, it's probably a, a better fat than, say, obviously, like McDonald's. It's probably mostly from the peanuts and the peanut butter. So Yeah, like... Not too bad. You do need calories to work. It's literally how bodies work. You know, and fats, as long as, he, again, you're not doing, like, the constant McDonald's. Even then, like, if you did McDonald's and you didn't do the supersize me bullcrap that that guy did, which even then, I do say bullcrap legitimately. Try to recreate his, uh, those another documentary that came out afterwards that recreated his uh, testing, and the guy lost weight on it. It's just because he didn't do it like a moron did. Or falsify his data, but whatever. It's like you can do that as long as you kind of do the what you put in, you get out type of living your life. Yeah, uh, say if you're working out, this one could be a better option, like, even if you're just working out two or three days a week or something. That's and like that being said, why I do it. You can cons- like the argument is like, well, you can consume something more of substance, uh, but sometimes like pop music, you just want to have a little bit of fun. And you got to go to the doodles <laughs> to do that. So. And you go to the Quaker's chocolate chip granola. Yeah, exactly. The most like, plain of granola bars. I don't, I don't eat those anymore. <laughs> really? Oh, come on, man. No, they're terrible. I ate too many of them, and they're just plain. Yeah, I guess if you burn yourself out on them, they're pretty bad. But that's pretty much anything. I haven't had one since, like, high school. I used to eat, you know, the, the big ones that were covered in chocolate, like, Covered. Those were those were they were called dips, and when yeah. those came out, they they extended their life on me because I was like, oh, okay, the dips one are pretty good, and even those got old. I burned myself out pretty hard on them. Um, I'll go back to the regular ones occasionally, but I, as a whole, I'm not the one buying granola bars for our household consumption. But and I, I have am one part last, of the household consumption. And I have one last product review. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like to eat cereal a lot. My go-to right now. And for the past year or two, has probably been Honey Bunches of Oats. Good cereal brand. It's not too sugary, yeah, but it's not too healthy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to eat Cheerios with no honey. Oh, God, no. Those are disgusting. But I did see this other one at, like, it was probably Target, knowing this brand. But it's the Bare Naked brand. So it's, like, yeah. a $5 box of cereal is smaller than my Honey Bunches of Oats that was, like, 250 or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Twice the price and, like, not as much stuff. So it's a bare naked brand, and this one, I love coconut, right? Yeah. And this one's like a coconut flakes or something like that, toasted coconut uh, clusters. Hmm. I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm willing to spend a little bit extra. It's probably a little bit more healthy, and then uh, it's also got coconut, which is hard to find in cereals, and it probably tastes really good because it's expensive. I tried it. Yeah, it's probably It tasted terrible. Not and it wasn't even sweet. really that healthy. Yeah. Well, the main problem is it was just like super dry. Even like it was in milk, and I felt my mouth. I was gonna say out. put it in milk, <laughs> but you probably already did that. But it was terrible, and it really wasn't. It was like very similar to Honey Bunches of Oats hmm. in nutrition. Yeah, at that it, point it, it had a little bit less sugar, but it was about the same, really. Yeah. So that is a brand that I would not necessarily recommend. If you do like Bare Naked, maybe you 
tried something other than toasted coconut. They didn't really do well on toasted coconut for me. Yeah. Maybe you like it. Maybe your taste buds are different, i.e. wrong. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, but yeah. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, so I'm probably not going to go out and try this. But it's good to know, I guess. Yeah, I don't recommend it. But speaking of taste buds, now we have our Pop-Tart Challenge, which is, what is this one again? Unfrosted strawberry and cinnamon roll? Yes. Yes. You have any pre- preliminary predictions on anything? Taste, texture? I have yeah. a feeling I know what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> it's unfrosted strawberry, though. You typically don't like unfrosted, do you? No, I think, like, unfrosted is has been getting a lot more props from me lately just because, like, mm-hmm. I have been going on record about how I'm getting overloaded with the sweetness of Pop-Tarts, and I consider them a dessert item and stuff like that. I kind of have a feeling I know what I'm going to say exactly about this Pop-Tart lineup. Because one is literally yeah. like a breakfast option, and the other one... I mean, cinnamon roll is still a traditional breakfast. That's a breakfast item. It is, but I can't say. I think the favors are with unfrosted strawberry. Yeah, at the moment, we'll see. I think that's where I'm going to lean. Um, but I have not had the cinnamon roll one yet, so I could be wrong. All right, here we are with the Pop-Tart Challenge. Today is unfrosted strawberry versus cinnamon roll. And I will say... From opening the package, cinnamon roll gave us a little bit of a surprise. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, so uh, normally with Pop-Tarts, there's like a thick layer of icing all across the inner of the pastry. But with cinnamon roll, it's kind of like it's unfrosted. And then there are like four or five strings kind of uh, drizzled across the entirety of the Pop-Tart. It definitely has a lot less icing than I thought it was going to have. Now, these are some fat drizzles, I will admit. They are fat, but like it's definitely not nearly as much icing as uh, there normally is on a Pop-Tart. And I was expecting kind of like a cinnamony, sugary powder coating over the unfrosted parts, kind of like apple cinnamon was. Mm-hmm. All right, I've eaten my warm bit, and that was sugary. I, yeah, that was sugary for the for the cinnamon roll. Yeah. Have you tried yours yet? I'm taking care of cold at the moment. I'm about to bite into cold. Do you have, do you have any comments on that before I dig in? Collin brown sugar and cinnamon. It's got a fudgier texture to the feeling. Yeah. It is fudgier. Like, a little more chewy. And mm. I will say, the frosting, for me, messes up the texture. Like, it's a very crunchy frosting. It's very crunchy. Yeah, I was about to say that. On a un- overall unfrosted Pop-Tart. So, I don't know how I feel about that. And it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I don't really taste... I don't know. Like, I taste cinnamon, but it tastes off. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. Really? Yeah. The flavor? You yeah. You like the texture? Yeah, even the crunchiness. You like the texture? It's strange, but... Well, I have finished my cinnamon roll one. I'm about to dig into warm strawberry. Mmm. Mmm. I'm coming back to home right now. Unfrosted strawberry. <laughs> Thank you. Save me. The prodigal son has returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for me, mmm. There was no contest. I personally am a fan of unfrosted strawberries. They're less sweet. They feel a little bit healthier, even though they're still not healthy. They're really good. And they just... They taste more like an actual pastry, and they're not overwhelmingly sweet. It's more of just the goo inside and not all the frosting on top. Yeah, I will agree with that, with the unfrosted. And the cold's not bad either. I like warm better, but the cold's not bad at all Mm. for unfrosted strawberry. Yeah, now that I'm kind of finishing the hot one, I'm still into it, but it's starting to kind of push me over that edge. Now, how much of the Pop-Tart are you eating? I'm eating a half of a singular Pop-Tart for each flavor, with a quarter of it warmed up and a quarter of it cold. I have both Pop-Tarts. I only have the cinnamon roll one at the moment, but I am kind of tucking into both halves of it, the hot and cold. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say on a cold-to-cold comparison, the strawberry was much better. Because when the cinnamon roll one's cold, it was very fudgy and chewy, 
on the inside, but then it was kind of soft because it was overall unfrosted Pop-Tart. But then you had those strands of frosting, which were very crunchy. Yeah. And overall, it was just really sweet, which to me, sweet things are better warm. I don't know why. Like, I would much rather eat a warm apple pie than a cold apple pie, or a warm banana pudding than a cold banana pudding. So for me personally, just sweet things are better warm. I don't know if that helps dial down on the sweetness or not. Yeah, it's definitely... um. It's a lot sweeter when it gets hot. Oh, really? Sweeter? Yeah, for me. Like, I'm sitting here going for both. Like, both are really sweet, right? But I'm guessing it is... I mean, you, have to, you have to put this on a... You have to put this on a Pop-Tart scale, because all Pop-Tarts are really sweet. Yeah, yeah. But I would say unfrosted strawberries, like, near the bottom. It is near the bottom. Cinnamon roll, I would say, is not near the top for me. It is on the upper half of the register, Would you though. say it's a... Yeah, I was about to say, it's definitely on the upper half. I would venture to say it's around three quarters. Yeah, it's, it is. Now that I'm kind of, like, coming down from it and trying to cleanse... And this is me speculating, because I haven't had, like, ice cream sundae and stuff. That's true. Um, I haven't either. I do... It seems like an intense brown sugar and cinnamon to me, in that, like, it's kind of not really much of a flavor. It's just really sweet with a little bit of cinnamon in it, which... This is, like, if you're comparing it to brown sugar cinnamon... To me, brown sugar cinnamon is like Johnny Cash. He went out there, you know, he started making songs, he got popular, everyone loved him. And then cinnamon roll is like the little brother who wasn't really good at guitar. So he's like just loud and obnoxious and his hair is green and he's trying to get attention, you know, and it's just like, please stop. (laughs) Yes, Johnny Cash's (laughs) younger brother with green hair. Unknown little brother. Yes. Um, It's like... Who was into into, uh, electronica music. Ah, yes. Who could forget him? Um, Yeah. What was his name? Leroy? Yes. Leroy Leroy Cash. Cash. Because he... I think he did have a lot of brothers, and I think one of his brothers actually died, and he kind of blamed himself for it, but... Either way, Leroy, the unheard of brother, was really big in electronic music <laughs> and way overwhelming. And everything we say is fact. I like it. I don't hate it. I obviously have some reservations about it because of the way I'm phrasing that. I think it is good. It kind of sneaks up on me, I, though. I'm going I'm to go ahead and give my opinion on this. I'm going to go ahead and tell who my winner is. And it's obviously unfrosted strawberry for me. It was better cold. It was better warm. It'd probably be better burnt. I don't know. <laughs> like... It was just way better. And then to add on to that, I think this was the biggest mismatch we've had yet. Really? I think blueberry and s'mores that was, was closer. That was way closer, dude. Yeah. S'mores is a little surprising. Brown sugar cinnamon and chocolate fudge. Chocolate fudge was actually, I would say brown sugar cinnamon and chocolate fudge was closer than blueberry and really? s'mores. Yeah, mine wasn't. And then in this order that we are doing them, not necessarily the order that you are listening to them, this is our third one that we're doing which is unfrosted strawberry and cinnamon roll. And I would say this one was a, a blowout. Yeah, I'm kind of sitting here. They need to go back to the table with cinnamon roll. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, man, I don't know what I'm getting hung up on. And that like I am enjoying it. This is obviously the first time I've had it. So that's, there's like an inherent, I've had unfrosted uh, strawberry before. And while I am enjoying it, it's like as I have completed it, or like I have finished a good majority of it, it's sneaking up on me in terms of just like how much I am not enjoying how I feel afterwards. Yeah, which one, cinnamon, cinnamon roll? roll. Or, or like I'm sitting here just going yeah. like, ugh. I can't imagine eating. I can't imagine eating two of those. I both. just kind of did. I ate one and a half, and I'm just like, oh yeah. And like I'll give it like, it's good. It really doesn't 
remind me too much of a cinnamon roll. No, it doesn't. Like they should have redone cinnamon roll and done it a lot closer to apple cinnamon like, back then. I day. think like for instance, s'mores was very much like a real s'more with like the crunch of the the, the pastry being like graham cracker and then like the rest of it just kind of being melty on the inside. That was very reminiscent of a s'more and it was a very good experience. This one and chocolate fudge was nice and soft, like fudge. Yeah, and, and like chocolate. this one does have the the flavors, the flavors are, there. are there, but the culmination yeah, was. Yeah, I not. think that's a good way to put it. In that, like the flavors were one hundred percent there, which is like it's good, it tastes good, but like it doesn't feel like eating a cinnamon roll to me. Which I it, yes, it feels like we're eating a pop tart, but even then, it doesn't quite feel like we're eating a pop tart because this pop tarts aren't usually that crunchy. And I yeah, didn't that, just that get done saying, really like, crunchy. ah, the s'mores was kind of crunchy. But that one had frosting all over it, first of and all. Like, and I still that being said, this is, like, this oddly one. soft. And, like, I feel like that's reminiscent of a cinnamon roll. Like, that's that's kind of, like, true to brand, you know? Like, cinnamon rolls are soft and overly sweet. So, I guess in that sense, yes, it's very reminiscent of a cinnamon roll. So, it did its job to me. But unlike cinnamon rolls... I can't eat more than one of these bad boys. No. I am tapped out on this one. So I'm saying you you probably agree with me. You're going on frosted strawberry on this, just for the record here. Because of how I judged the other ones, uh, especially the blueberry and the s'mores one, because of how close they were, I did literally have to go to, would I grab this absentmindedly <laughs> for breakfast? And my answer for that one was no. And for this one, it's no. I'm going to have to go on frosted strawberry because Wait, of the fact. Was it close to you? This one, no. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. It was hard because, like, I'm kind of also judging these on, like, how close do they remind me of their supposed Intended. flavor. Yeah. And I think that's what I was getting hung up on because I was sitting there, like, humming and hawing over, like, what am I thinking about? Why am I having a hard time with this? It's because, like, yes, as far as cinnamon rolls go, I do think that they kind of nailed it. Now, is it my favorite way to consume a cinnamon roll? Lord, no. It's a little too sweet. My teeth are actually starting to hurt a little bit. And, like, I do have dental issues that kind of goes back. And that's kind of why I try to stray from overly sweet things. It's just because they will legitimately make my teeth hurt. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think we should take this opportunity to offer suggestions to make it better. I think I would say cinnamon roll would be better if, if you remember apple cinnamon, it was basically an unfrosted but coated in, like, a cinnamony sugar powder, Mm. right? If they did that. And the inside was like the uh, icing, but it was liquid instead of like the solid icing that's on most pop tarts. Yeah. Almost like a, uh, what are those things called? Toaster strudels? Oh, I love toaster strudels. So if it was like almost like that icing on the inside, unfrosted with like a cinnamon powder on top, I think that'd be a better cinnamon roll pop tart. You know, like I think if you're going to bring a very sweet top to it, like an icing to it, you've got to bring like a more demure balance from the inside of it. Because like something that Tischer Strudels are, are overly sweet. But like, I don't know if this is true for all of them, but I pretty much only exclusively consume the blueberry ones. And those I feel like are pretty well balanced as far as flavor goes. My father likes the Boston cream ones, which to me, that's just yikes. That is way <laughs> too sweet, but he does have a bit of a sweet tooth. It's like a donut. It's like a donut. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll touch the strudels. It's kind of like a donut to me. It's just like, what's in the filling? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, I guess with the, the lighter pastry would be very reminiscent of that. But yeah, like that's kind of where I'm sitting with this is just like... They just didn't... 
They didn't knock it out of the park. They need to go back to the drawing board if they want to keep cinnamon roll on the mm-hmm. shelves. And I guess it is. Um, I think it's a newer flavor. I, I don't. It remember. is, and like they are kind of going towards this like there are more dessert styled options like hot fudge sundae and salted chocolate caramel or whatever it was like there's like strawberry and vanilla milkshake good lord one of the ones listed one of the ones listed on here is cupcake confetti and i'm like i haven't even found that first of all so that one may get replaced with like milkshake or some Mm -hmm. other contender there may be an injury a season-long injury that keeps cupcake confetti from entering into the, <laughs> the series bracket yeah there's a lot of sweet ones out there and you know me and you we come from an older generation we like the fruit pastries yeah no. it's yeah like <laughs> brown sugar cinnamon is not, not fruit, no, but, but you know it's it's a little more bland yeah like i have to consider again like you know am i just gonna absentmindedly grab this or am i like i mentioned in an older episode like if they're too sweet i literally eat one and then a ziploc bag the other but that's kind of the good thing about pop tarts though is that you know for me, I don't really eat them that much, but I always have them in the closet because they're easy to take on the go, and they're always a safe bet. Like, if I'm, like, not sure how I'm feeling that morning, you know, if my stomach's grumpy or whatever, you know, I can eat Pop-Tarts. They're dry. You can get them down. They're not going to make you, like, if you're eating at 4.30 in the morning, you don't really have an appetite yeah, you can eat Pop-Tarts, like, you know? My See, I'm kind of the opposite in that I do have to kind of think about it as far as, like, is my stomach grumpy, is, like, you know, stuff like that. When it comes to Pop-Tarts, because, like, if they get, like, some of these, if they're too sweet, then that is one-way trip. Because, like, that, you it used to be a thing that I would worry about a lot in that whenever we would cut grass or go to work with our dads or something like that, or I'd go to school, like, I'd grab a Pop-Tart, but I'm sitting there thinking, like, one, I don't consider this a very filling breakfast. And I guess, like, kind of how I've, like, always went at these as they are desserts that's kind of how i've always looked at pop tarts but sometimes i just eat dessert for breakfast i guess and i have to get the ones that (laughs) either remind me of breakfast like the blueberry ones or the cherry ones or whatever or i get the the other like i've had orange crush that is not a breakfast pop tart that is not in no way it's 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 (laughs) it's it's, i I can't even say it's a terribly accurate recreation of orange crush as a flavor but you know they still by god they did it but um they tried unfrosted strawberry took this one we're looking forward to the Mm. next part of the bracket and i would like to make a disclaimer about the uh, survey that we put out to vote on the limited edition flavors those are the limited edition flavors listed on their website but when i'm rolling through the shopping market aisles at various various different grocery stores i've tried a lot i don't see like any of these limited edition flavors i don't see pumpkin pie i don't see uh the latte one you know so we may not be able to find those and i don't know why they list them on their website as the active limited edition flavors if yeah it's a little strange shelves. uh you can keep voting you'll think it'll be interesting to see and at the end of this bracket we'll report which one was the favorite and maybe they'll put that one on the shelf if they listen to this <laughs> Um, so I, I think it'd be great if y'all keep uh, voting. We'll look at those results and we'll unveil those at the end of this as well. But we may end up just me picking a limited edition flavor that I find on the shelves that I want to try, and then Cole pick a limited edition flavor that he finds on the shelf that he wants yeah. to try to put in as contenders. And I did see some that looked pretty enticing. Uh, just yeah, like there's up. one like I've definitely had the Orange Crush one before. I don't know if I would revisit it because I it's like why would I bring something that I know will get beat? Yeah, you gotta bring something you think's gonna be good. I, I've seen some flavors that I think mm-hmm. will be some pretty good contenders. But we'll keep those secret for now until we officially unveil them. 
Hey guys, Cody here. Hope you enjoyed that last episode. Don't forget to reach out to us on our Facebook page, Catch Up With Crab Legs, or on our Twitter, KWCast, and reach out to us, tell us what you like, you didn't like, check out the photos and everything. Uh, we want to get you guys involved as much as possible. We'll be posting a new bracket after we finish this uh, first column, and then we'll post the new bracket with the new players and everything like that. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing you guys next week.